Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was with friends watching this big boxing match. And while I was getting way, way, way too excited for any boxing match, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey, everybody. I am back. It's been a little while. And uh, yeah, I'm joined by one of my friends. You guys might already know her if you've gone to China on some trips. Her name is Elena Saris. Elena, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I'm pretty excited because we have a lot of cool things to talk about. Elena, by the way, guys, uh, she's a seven-figure e-commerce seller across multiple platforms. She sells on Amazon, Teespring, Shopify. Uh, What's really cool is she's also a criminal defense attorney. I think you're retired now though, right? Well, sort of. I consult. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's won a ton of her cases. I think over three quarters of your cases as a public defender. And um, you also put on these awesome China trips where we go out to Yiwu. That's where we went uh, last year. It was really cool. And guys, stay tuned because we're going to talk a little bit about my experience uh, with that. Um, And we uh, want you guys to actually go and and check it out as well. So we'll talk about that at the end. But for now, we're just going to talk about... uh, China and, and I don't know, just different things. I don't have a schedule here on what we're going to go over, but let's drop some nuggets. What do you say? Sounds good. All right, cool. So where should we start? Um, let, let me go to the, <laughs> the let's start with the basics, uh, okay. mistakes, right? Okay. Cause people go to China. I know one of the mistakes I made when I went was uh, we weren't prepared, right? We're like, Oh, we'll do everything on the plane, figure out what our products are going to be and then start researching new products there. And it, we didn't have Wi-Fi on the plane. It was just a big mess. Um, but putting that aside, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that Amazon sellers make when sourcing from China? Yeah, whether you go there or not, I think the biggest mistakes have to do with uh, assumptions and not understanding the culture. So we make a lot of assumptions in all our relationships. So one, one of the things in the intro, the reason I say, you know, I, I won almost 75 to 80% of the cases when I was a criminal defense attorney, understand I was a public defender, meaning I took every case that came. So if my client's on videotape doing something, I still have to go to trial on that case. So for that kind of a win record, one of the things I had to do was relate to jurors. And there's a lot of things that, you know, when you have a relationship with jurors and try and explain things to jurors uh, and, and really difficult legal concepts that completely translate into talking to people of different cultures. And so I think I was really able to like focus in on the mistakes I was seeing my clients make, the mistakes I was seeing the sellers I brought to China make, and a lot of it, if I just boiled it down to one word, it would be assumptions. Like we have the curse of knowledge. We don't understand how much we know about the thing that we're uh, talking about. So I always like to say if a Martian landed on earth and there was a bicycle propped against a shed and, they, and you wanted to teach the Martian how to ride the bike, you might you point to it normally and say, okay, you just sit on the seat, put your feet on the pedals and grab onto the handles, having made three assumptions, which is what is the seat, what are the handles and what are the pedals? Um, and so a lot of times when we're speaking with uh, people from the Chinese culture, especially, we have to understand the first thing is what's the assumption they make about us as Americans or as uh, people from North America, maybe not as much from the Middle East, but Australia. And that is that we want the cheapest possible, that they're going to please us by giving us cheap, 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 and all we care about is money. We need to overcome that. But in order to overcome that, we need to know that that exists. So, um, 
you know, if you take anything away from this, it's when you're talking to someone who is a manufacturer in China, they want to make money from you, obviously, but they also think they're doing you a favor if, if they find a part that's cheaper. Even if you specify a part and say, this is what I want to use, they might be thinking in their head, oh, I'm going to make, you know, a really good relationship with this person because I know a cheaper way without understanding that we don't want to sacrifice quality all the time for, for cost. And so I think that's something we need to make really, really clear to them. Okay. Um, Do you have an example of that? Like where somebody has gone in and the supplier is like, oh, I'm going to save them 12 cents and be a superhero. And then the product quality goes down and oh, uh, hosed. Absolutely. Um, one of it was just not understanding what the product is. So there are, there are factories that make products that really have no idea what they're making the product for. So if I were to give you, you know, two sort of uh, uh, cylinders of plastic, a spring and a thing with ink in it, and you were to say, recreate this. And I was like, what is it for? You know, it's like, oh, it's a pen, you know? So I'm, I'm going to hold this up. And I think you said I need to talk to keep it on the screen. This is one of the first things I went to China to source. And it's actually a 16th century medieval musical instrument. And you'd be like, well, why would anyone buy that? Well, it's an ocarina and it was made famous in a video game, Legends of Zelda or something about Zelda. I'm totally, all right. So if, if, one of the, if the Chinese manufacturer told me that they were going to make it in plastic instead of ceramic, for instance, I had three or four people wanting to make this for me with you know, fewer holes <laughs> but, or holes being all the same because we'll, then they could- We'll make a guitar with less strings. <laughs> exactly. But if you don't, if that's what, and this is really a silly example, but I want you to think of everything you source from now on as an ocarina. So, you know, and, I, and it's, not, it, it's not a matter of, of being condescending. It's just a matter of crossing your T's and dotting your I's, mm. making sure the person you're talking about say, hey, you know, this is a musical instrument and each of these holes is this way for a reason. And this is not plastic because plastic doesn't echo or carry out or I don't know the exact idea. I just know it has to be ceramic, like you said, with the guitar with two strings you know, it's going to be cheaper for sure. So you have to really tell them what you're going to use it for. Cause sometimes also there are things like bags that, um, you know, if I say I'm going to, I'm going to source a bag, is it a tote bag, a wine bag, a bicycle bag, a diaper bag, you know, a diaper bag has to have a different lining than a grocery bag. So you really have to have the conversation of this is what we use it for because they may have the exact same item that they source for someone else that's used for a completely different um, set of, of uses, right? So don't assume that they know what you, what you have and what you want just because you know what you have and what you want. Okay. So just dumb it down as much as possible to be very step-by-step -step explicit with every single detail. Even if you think you're like over explaining it or over killing it, you just want to make sure that there's even, even the color, don't just say blue. You want to make sure you send them a oh, yeah. picture of the blue that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any, anytime you want anything. And, and again, this goes back to a lot. The, the, the easiest, most effective way to make a point is with an apt analogy or an apt metaphor. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I translate that to this business as the easiest way to get what you want is to give a sample, to give an example. To, you know, if I come in, like I, every time I go to China, I bring a cereal box, a shoe box, a moving box and a box for like fine china and I just cut a square out of it. So I'm able to hold that up to the people. I said, this is how thick the box has to be that you're, that you're putting it in. Or this is, this is fine, this is how thin. Or I had a, a, a friend come who wanted to do high-end jewelry. So she brought a Tiffany box. Now obviously she didn't want that, but something that, that was comparable. So if you bring, you have to, you know, tell them what you want. And I always say the more detail you think you have, you can still go another step further. So are you talking about bringing this stuff with you uh, when you're going on a trip, let's say to China? Are you saying in just general, even if you're communicating through Skype here from the, the States? 
if you're communicating through Skype here in the States, then, then have a visual conversation where you hold it up. And you can either use a ruler, obviously, using centimeters or a very common object. You know, I like to use their money, not our money, <laughs> for the size of something, right? Just be culturally sensitive. When you say dumb it down, I totally agree with you, dumb it down, but do it in a way that sounds conversational. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk about investments uh, to get your your business going. I get asked all the time, hey, can I start this business with 300 bucks or can I start it with 500 bucks? Yeah. And back in the day, you know, that was kind of the thing, like everybody's like, oh, you can start this incredible empire with $500. And I've told people, uh, at least my opinion, obviously there's lots of different ways of doing, but I say, you know what, if you don't have a couple thousand bucks, at least minimum, you probably just don't get into it yet. You can dabble, you can mess around, but you kind of have a different approach to it. And I kind of, I understand now having gone to Iwu and gone through the, you know, they have tens of thousands of, of shops there and seeing the price of things, um, you really don't have to start with a huge budget. What's your, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of people that were saying you can have a small budget when I first started, what, when, and you're saying a couple thousand dollars, well, well they really meant 10,000. And, and that was, for me, coming from a different world into e-commerce, I wasn't willing to risk $10,000 in this un, unchartered thing. Like, wait, this computer thing makes me money? Say what? So I, I did, I was very conservative when I started. I still do think you need one or $2,000. I do, I, I'm not gonna go lower than that. But what I think you can do is scale faster than you think you can by using small commodities. So when I, when I started, and I know that a lot of people that are uh, selling on Amazon either have been exposed to or took the uh, Amazing Selling Machine course, which is an amazing course, it's great. I mean, I, I so appreciate it just from a teaching point of view the way that they are able to break down concepts so easily. And what wound up happening was everyone was going for the home run product. And partly because I didn't trust the system and partly because I just didn't want to put that much money into something that was untested four years ago. I was like, okay, I get the system. Now let me break it down to lower products. So um, I started with products that were between a dollar and $2 and that sold between 12 and $14. And if you do the math on these, you don't have to have home runs. We're talking about three or four hundred dollars, three or four hundred units a month that sell. So your profit is twelve hundred bucks. This is math a lawyer can do, right? So you have think about this for a second. Everyone says I want the home run, and uh, and a couple of my friends, oh Elena goes for the base hit, and I I still disagree. If I if I could start a new Amazon account right now, I would I would name it HBP, you know, hit by the pitch because mm. it's even easier and more painful, but easier than a base hit. So, so let me ask you, what's the difference in your opinion between a home run product and all your base hit products? The fact is that my base hit products, I could test for between $100 and $200. So you can take all the algorithms in the world. You can take all the wonderful tools that are out there and you can make a very educated um, guess right now, which these tools weren't really available to us four years ago. But the one way to know for sure whether something's going to sell on Amazon is to put it up on Amazon and see if it sells. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're at a place where you can get a small minimum order quantity, 100 or 200 units of items that cost between $1 and $2, you're able to put a listing up, you know, fairly optimized, uh, hit it with exact match PPC, do a little bit of giveaway so you have a couple reviews, and you know. I mean, how many times, I don't know it, um, in your career, but in my career, there have been so many times where I've put a product up simply to get the listing, just to get the FNSKU number so I could give it to my suppliers, and then one sold. And I mean, it was just bare bone just to get the listing, right? Just to get the number. And I was like, okay, that gets me excited. And that doesn't happen very often, but when it happens, you know you've got something. Yeah, Come, so, coming to Iwu, uh, if, if someone goes on a trip with you 
And I was overwhelmed. And you even warned me. You're like, Manny, you're going to get overwhelmed. I'm like, eh, we'll see. And I was in the one building. How many buildings are there? Five? There's five. Five buildings. I was in one building and we were going through like the screwdriver section. For <laughs> right? Just walking and walking. I'm like, oh my God, there's like 700 stores that sell screwdrivers. Um, but what if you, and I'm just going to put you on the spot. Um, if you were to rattle off just a bunch of products that, you know, fall into this category you're talking oh, about, sure. people can go in and, and do, just name off a bunch of them. What would they be? Uh, uh, steering wheel covers, the nozzle that makes the hose go in a straight line, you know, the thing you screw onto the end of a hose, um, the <laughs> retainer cases. Here's what I say. Look at what you have. If you already have a brand and you're like, I don't need these small commodities, look at what you have and ask yourself, okay, uh, like what, one of the people I was in the with the first time had a big high-end barbecues, okay, like Weber-style, huge, you know, $2,000 barbecues. And he's like, well, I don't even, I couldn't even begin. And I'm like, right, because we don't need any cleaning accessories for the barbecues. We don't need any grill brushes. We don't need any grill mats. We don't need any covers for the barbecue. We don't need any, you know, so, so a, a travel case for any item is a good idea. A stand for certain items, specialty things that you need to clean. Things that you're always using in connection with one another. I mean, there's a reason Amazon has frequently bought with. Right. I mean, if you're buying peanut butter, lots of people also buy jelly. So it's like, what is it? And, and one of the ways to find that out is just the touch test. Just when you're go, when you go through your home and you use something, what else are you using when you use that? You know, when 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 you're in your bathroom, you're using mascara and uh, eyeliner or some. I mean, what two things do you almost always use? toothbrush and toothpaste? Right. So any kind of thing that, that can accessorize what you're using, go with what you're using, clean what you're using, or help you travel with what you're using are really good questions to ask yourself for small commodities. Okay. So, so and I, I'm just going to jump in here, yeah. um, but going back to that screwdriver, you know, I was going through for like, like crazy, if I was looking for screwdrivers or if I'm looking for a uh, grill brush, whatever it might be with so many options there, how does someone decide where to stop, what to check for. I mean, what's the process there? Because it's absolutely overwhelming. It's completely overwhelming. There's 1.8 million products in the city of Iwu. There's 70,000 booze, give or take, because they close and open all the time. 70,000, uh, 70,000. 70, Six city blocks, five stories high. That's, that's Iwu. But even, even ASD and, and Canton is 10 football fields. Any trade show that you're going to go to can be overwhelming. And I think the trick is to go with a professional, to go with an expert. So this, this particular item, this ocarina that I found, um, I was looking for this desperately when I went. And I had a translator with me who wasn't a sourcing agent. And we spent maybe the better part of two afternoons and couldn't find it. And um, my partner, uh, Simon Chan in China, got me an agent just for the, a couple hours. Just come meet me in the marketplace. Took me to a sporting goods section. And in the middle of the sporting goods section, there's an office supply store. And I'm just sitting here going, no, you blow on it. It's a, you know, still looking. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. He kept saying, wait. He slides back the door behind the cash register, opens up a, a, um, a file cabinet and brings out three of these ocarinas, different styles, different colors. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Mm. But he lived in the city of Iwu. He'd been in the marketplace every day for 10 years. Wow. So that's a really good way of telling. Is that something that you actually sell, by the way? Uh, not anymore. I, I, um, I had a partnership mm -hmm. when the partnership split up, that was the, uh, an item that went, but it's, it's really, um, brand driven now. It was, okay. it was very, it's like, it wasn't like trendy. It was trendy for like a year or two. It wasn't like right. seasonal trendy, but yeah, it kind of went out. Okay. I'm not a video game person, but I don't hear much about Zelda anymore. So, so that's a product that seems like it's pretty specific, but, uh, going back to, let's say we're doing travel bags, um, or for, for your barbecue grills and stuff like, or, you know, your, your, your pencils and yeah. things. Yeah. How, how do you know? Cause I mean, there's, 
probably different qualities. Like you go to one and they're like, oh yeah, you can get this bag for a dollar. And another one is like $3 and then, and they're all over in pricing and textures and thickness. Yeah. And do you, is your agent the person that's going to be doing this research for you? Or do you have to do this in advance? Or what are your thoughts there? Both work. If you know in advance, you, you go and buy the one from the Home Depot that you want that you like in terms of quality that's at the price point obviously don't come to them with a 70 dollars bag and try and get it for a dollar but you know there's there's different levels of every item that you buy right um it, when you're in the marketplace itself it is comparison shopping basically it's just feeling it it's touching it it's trying to pull on it you know it's saying okay if i got this in the mail after i ordered this would, would i be excited about it for 20 dollars for 15 dollars um if i if i ordered it would i go oh this is cheap so really, it's the experience of that. And if you're not able to go, then that's what you want to um, have whoever sourcing for you understand. Okay. I need it to look, I need it to be this thickness. I need it to be this level of quality. So you want to do your homework in advance to the trip and actually have a list of uh, pretty specific details, not only what you're looking for. Like I got this, uh, this thing right here. It's a beard brush before the podcast, right? Oh, nice. Uh, so, I so before you do one of the, oh, I imagine there's a billion of these over there, right? Yeah. Uh, but what kind of research would I do before actually going, before uh -huh. going on a trip with you? Um, and I know that I'm going to get uh, assigned a person to help me out. What would I need to do with this thing? If you knew in advance, so we like to tell people to bring 10 different products. Okay. So uh, we've been really lucky to always have a representative a viral launch with us on our trip. So we're able to vet things right away that you find in the marketplace. Cause I mean, even if you did have Wi-Fi on the plane, right. And you had come with the list, you would have been like, Oh wait, I got to look at that. I got to look at that. I got to look at that just because there's just so many opportunities. Um, so yeah, if you know in advance, I would absolutely say buy one, buy, buy like three different kinds and say, this is what I'm looking for. Um, understand like what I would buy your competitors on Amazon, right? right. It, so a, a buy, buy, buy everything from Amazon, see which one you really like and why you like it so that you you're like going it. in with those details. Read all the reviews, especially the negative reviews and see what you can do to make it better. So, so EWU is kind of good be, um, because of where it's located. Uh, it's right an hour from the city of Ningbo. And so we have manufacturers there. We have uh, factories there. So we can get adjustments on any of these things as well. Um, but I, I also, I don't want to just, you know, have people say, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm just starting. I'm not going to be able to go to China. Or I just had a baby. I'm not going to be able to go to China and I want this business to work. There are hundreds of trade shows in the United States and Chinese sellers are getting very sophisticated, especially about Amazon. And it's a lot cheaper for them to come here to the United States and um, actually get booths at some of these big shows than it is uh, to get a booth at Canton. A booth at Canton can be very expensive. Mm. So, and, and you're not gonna get maybe one fifth of the people going through are gonna be uh, from the United States. So if you wanna reach American sellers, it's, I mean, ASD in Las Vegas twice a year, they, they opened an entire section called Source Direct from other countries to come out. But yeah. uh, National Hardware Show, um, Snacks and sweet shows in Chicago. That's pretty much U.S. because it's food. Uh, NAM is a music association show. Um, if, if you want to research, I'm gonna. I think I gave you some. If you can put in the show notes, some places to research where to go to good to get good trade shows. Um, uh, Absolute exhibits or tsnn.com are good places. Um, but if you have a real weird niche, also look at you know people that provide things for the trade show. So here's like a good tip, like you know people that provide the booze or the scooters or the banners. Um, they're going to have a list there of, you know, who they're, who they're supplying to, you know, to try and entice other people so that you can see all these trade shows that no one knows about. Mm, you know, yeah, there's an cool. artisan trade show in Cleveland every year called the Ditch Market. Um, it's really not for Amazon sellers. It's for like people who have shops on Main Street, mm. but it's really cool. 
Yeah. You know, like somebody who produces 20 at a time rather than 2000. Yeah. I like that idea. Just, I just, in case people missed it. So you don't know where all the trade shows are, go to a company that actually provides services for trade shows that are setting up trade shows and yeah. ask them for a list. And then you might actually find some interesting smaller niche stuff that people just don't know about. And you go and you're like, man, I found a really cool rope manufacturer. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody yeah. who makes the bristles on, on brushes and then you can get stuff really, really well, People cheap. tell me all the time, I want to get a mold, but I don't know where to find it in the United States. And I say, well, how many industrial trade shows have you gone to? You know, how many, you know, right. what is the material it's made of? Find a, a manufacturer or show of that material. They don't have to make it in the form that you want, but maybe they'll have the connection that can. And the other thing is people think they can't get things that are private labeled at these shows. And it's ridiculous. I mean, even if in, in ASD, for example, uh, forget Source Direct. If you go to any part of ASD that's not a traditional wholesaler, like Coal Import or some worldwide whatever, um, 80% will private label for you. Hmm. I mean, you, you go and they'll have their name on it. You'll say, hey, you know, what if I put that in my box? They're like, no problem. Yeah. They want to sell it. They're, they don't have an ego attached to it. I mean, obviously, Black & Decker is not going to do that for you, but... Right. Yeah. You know. So that's a show in March, guys, if you want to go. I believe it's in March. Um, it's in March this year. It's in March and August. Yeah. So, so yeah, I have cool. a meetup for it if you guys want to come free. Yeah. Where, where, can, where can they meet you if they, uh, they want to meet up? At the SLS Hotel Center Bar, 6 p.m. on uh, Monday the 12th. Okay. Lots of sellers, lots of different <laughs> groups. Um, strict no jerk policy. That's my, only, that's my only requirement. Cool. Awesome. All right. So going back to the, um, the sourcing stuff. Yeah. Um, if I want to make sure that or, you know, that I've got all my, uh, I've dotted all my I's, I've crossed all my T's. Um, outside of what we've already talked about, what other things would you recommend? Okay. I, I like to do what's called a pre-mortem. Again, I'm drawing from my criminal past. Mm -hmm. We all heard, you know, on a television, a post-mortem, someone dies, why did he die? Well, a pre-mortem is you assume your product fails. And then you go out of your way to figure out how to fix all those assumptions. So what I, I always say, if, if you have kids, what a great market research tool, you know, give the sample to a kid and watch all the ways he's going to break it, <laughs> damage it, ruin it, stain it. Um, and, and then go like, you know, we talked about this pen and this, and this spring, you know, what, why do pens fail? You know, the plastic breaks, the spring stops working, the, the container holding the ink breaks, uh, that little knob that's at the very tip comes off. So then you'll be having the conversation with your supplier and you'll be able to say, look, this is a pen. I want it to last four years. So this spring has to be this gauge and this is a, this is a sample. It's got to be as strong as this. I can't not have it. And, and the other thing is, you know, going back to the culture, when you have these conversations with a supplier, you're building this relationship and they're understanding what's important to you, right? So a, a big difference in the Chinese and American business culture is the Chinese culture is based on relationships. And when you give them this strong spring and say, this is what I want and this is why I want it, you're overcoming that, oh, she only wants cheap. I'm going to get her cheap, save her money. She'll be back for more and she'll order more for me. So they'll know they'll be disappointing you and that this is not okay unless it's that strong. Mm. So it, it's all interconnected. But look at the product, break the product, figure it out. My, business, my biggest example of failure was uh, the bird feeder. The window bird feeders were all the rage when I started, and I had a great price on a great one that was different than everyone else's. I neglected to realize that in order to refill it once the seed ran out, you had to completely disassemble the unit mm. and then reassemble it with the seed in it. And believe me, that, I mean, it was, that was like my biggest you know, Amazon failure to date. Yeah, that gives you the, uh, the one-star, two-star reviews. I can't put my seeds in this thing. Yeah. So, what? Okay. 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting. Says the kid from LA living in a condo, getting a bird seeder. I mean, right? What do you? <laughs> I don't have birds coming to my window to feed right now. No. Yeah, no, that's cool. All right, uh, anything else um, that we didn't cover on? on I think the specificity. I mean, really, just the specificity of you know what is it your um, that you're looking for and why, and and the conversation about the why. I mean that that's really really important. This is why I need it to be like this. This is why I need the box to be like this. And if you ordered one from Amazon, like we talked about, and it, was, it came in a damaged box, by all means, show the damaged box to the Chinese because there is a, they still have a pride in their work. I mean, they, they, they still have the concept of losing face. And you say, you don't want to be like this manufacturer. You don't want to be like this supplier because look at this torn thing on the corner here. We need to account for that and fix it. So let me ask you uh, about the quality. If, if we're going after low pricing, which we do, right? We're yeah. contacting them. We're contacting a bunch of suppliers and we're trying to get that best price. But you also don't want to get the quality uh, lowered to a point where you have a, a terrible product, right? How, do you know how to find that balance? I mean, how do you get a really good price without saying, man, this guy is like so much lower than the next person. He's got to be doing something shady with the materials, I mean, I think the concept of if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true is, is usually a really, you know, something to live by all the way around. Um, but I also think you have to understand, too, that your cust- who your customer is and who your avatar is. You know, um, uh, I grill in my backyard or I have someone grill for me in my backyard three or four times a year. Okay. I'm not one of these, you know, people who has a $2,000 grill, but I still need a grill brush. But I'm not going to spend $70 on it. I'm going to spend 15 or 20 bucks. And what's my expectation of that grill brush? My expectation is I'm going to be able to use it for a year, maybe two, without it breaking and with it doing what it's expected to do. I don't need a marble handle and, you know, gold glitter going off of it and some musical instrument playing in the background. I just need it to be utilitarian. So if you're aiming at that avatar, you just have to give them what they will expect at that price point. Have and there have been, I'm sorry, but there have been like times where I've done the, the $9.99 price point. I bought that from Ewu. And I bought the $19.99 and I bought the $29. And I'll do all three and I'll keep them in the same brand mm-hmm. because I know there's going to be people that are going to be able to afford each at each brand. And I'm not about to leave money on the table. Right. Have you run into a, uh, any issues where you find a great product, everything looks good, the pricing is good, the quality is good, you've gotten the samples, then you order it and then the final product is not what the sample was? Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, they yeah. actually reduce the quality after the fact? Yeah, it happens and I think if it happens to you more than once, it's your fault, <laughs> right? Okay. So how, do you, how do you stop that? How did you somebody- stop it in China? You stop it with the, with the inspection. You, you stop it with, you know, you, you can't stop it from being produced, but you can stop it from being shipped and from being paid for. And okay. So if you've already put, if you already put a 30% deposit, down, yeah. which is pretty standard, and then you get an inspection company, which I recommend, you know, I tell people all the time um, to, to send somebody out, have, have them review everything. And, they, and you realize, right, they pull everything apart and go, this is not what you, you got. Right. Is, have you found that the company is willing to redo everything or do you typically walk away and say, man, I, that was 30% that I lost and I'm moving on? What do you do? I don't, I don't, I've never had to walk away from the 30%. Sometimes it's, we can't do what this is and we've put it to another product, but it, I'm very specific in my performance. I'm very specific about the type of inspection it has to pass, meaning the drop test, the color has to be this, the joints have to look like this. I won't, you know, if I, it, with normal force, I'm not going to break this. And if that doesn't work, then we're not fulfilling the rest. And I mean, you know, most Chinese factories aren't there to cheat you. You know, I've been very lucky though, because after that first time that I, that I went, I've had my sourcing agent and I've had, I've had Simon. So we're only dealing with factories that we know that are to be reputable. 
Like if I, if I could give you like a silver bullet right now, I, I can't do this for people because there's thousands on Alibaba. But, you know, if, if, I, if I had it in my power to rate every single seller on Alibaba and say, yes, you can 100% trust this person. You will 100% get the, exactly what you ordered. I mean, I, I'd, I'd get out of Amazon and I'd just sell that list, right? Yeah. Um, but one way you can do that on a smaller scale is by having someone who has a relationship with suppliers. So I, I think um, that's a mistake sellers um, make is that we, we don't think we're worthy of that kind of employee early on in our career. Like we have to reach a certain threshold to get an agent or to get an inspection company. And I think that's just sort of backwards. I, it's understandable thinking because it's exactly what I did. And if I sound like I'm being all knowing, it's only because I screwed up my first, you know, so many times to figure this out. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I sent stuff here without an inspection the first couple of times. I had, you know, agents that didn't know what they were doing. I had one agent put my, my stuff on the boat without a bill of lading. That was only a $17,000 fine. Oh, that's it. It was it. Yeah. I had, um, I had these collapsible traffic Jeez. cones I used to sell. My agent labeled them fire pyramids. I mean, oh, the no. MTA loved that. They loved that. Yeah. I told one of my companies I needed it in stronger boxes. So they had some Chinese cigarette boxes lying around that were very sturdy. So they packed all my stuff and sent them on the boat in Chinese cigarette boxes. That didn't Jeez. cost me any money. Yeah, those are those are nightmare nightmare stories. So, and this is these are the things that uh, the inspection company will actually catch. Yeah, um, I mean, absolutely. If you use a good inspection company, and we've recommended some on previous podcasts, and if you guys are listening to this uh, or watching this video, um, you can certainly post in our FBA High Rollers group. Um, you know who people are using, who they recommend. By the way, I want to mention, um, and we're going to finish up with you, Anita. Uh, sorry, Elena. Anita's <laughs> our executive assistant. I talk to her a million times a day, um, but. If you guys are not in the FBA High Rollers group, um, that's our Facebook group, over 33, 34,000 people in there, Amazon sellers, join us. Elena's in there. Um, you can get there by going to ampmpodcast.com forward slash Facebook. And um, we, you can ask Elena all kinds of questions in there as well. Um, Elena, I want to finish this off with one question. Then I want to talk a little bit about um, my experience uh, going on your trip. Cool. But um, what would be one thing... Um, that you know now that you wish you knew uh, when you were just starting out? Aside from the nightmare sourcing stories I just told you. Yes, because um, those are good. Yeah. But I think it is important to think about, and, um, and, and you'll, you can attest to this too, and I don't think it's violating NDA to say, how many, how many masterminds have we been to in the last year where people walk away going, wow, you know what I really took from that is the importance of building a team. Yeah. And I, and I think that is probably number one or number two. And I, I think it goes along with investing in yourself, like being willing to invest in things that are going to make money in the long term. Um, and the very first thing I did is when I was new, remember I was saying I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on a product. But once I understood that this worked, like that was from like July to November, there was a like, a, I think it was $10,000 mastermind. I jumped on it. I jumped on it because I was like, okay, people are making this work. I want to be around those people. Uh, I think that I have grown more as a, a, in e-commerce, I've grown more as a marketer um, based on relationships that I've had. And I bring something to the table that other people don't bring because of my background, but you have a different background. You, you, you developed apps, so you have a technical background that I don't have, a computer, you know, somebody else has a financial background, and yet we're all in this same place. And when you're in a place with people like that who are successful, I, I think investing in yourself is probably the number one thing I, I would say. Get team members that can help you. And having someone on the ground in China has just changed my entire business. Being able to just pick up the phone. I mean, if I can just quickly go back to these dollar and $2 products, and I know some people are on this thing just poo-pooing those. You get 20 products that you buy for under $2 and sell for $12 to $14. You're talking about $80,000 a month. 
$24,000 a month of that is profit. That's a $1.2 million business. Yeah. And yeah. literally you pick up the phone and you, I mean, I've got a guy now, three different products. I had less than two bucks. Hey, Mike, I need a thousand. Okay, bye. He sends it straight to Amazon. It's all good. He's in the US from China. Middleman is not a four letter word. Middleman can be very helpful if you get the right ones, right? So develop these relationships at every stage, develop them with your uh, fellow sellers, develop them with people that you meet that you want to be mentors, with suppliers, with middlemen, with agents. Um, be, cool. be cognizant of all those relationships, networking. You and I met networking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and we're going to talk about middlemen and agents because that's something that you actually provide. Um, you, you're right. We, we met at a, uh, a networking event. We went out to Las Vegas. Um, didn't know Elena, just ran into her. Um, somebody mentioned something to her and to us and we started hanging out. And then from there, uh, we've we, I think we met again. Uh, I don't remember if it was at the Illuminati Mastermind in Mexico or if there was another one in between, but I think we've been to- Oh, like four. We went to Dallas. We went to Miami. Yeah, yeah. There's been yeah. a lot. And you introduced us to, uh, to Todd and Chris over yeah. at, yeah, at, at Ecom Elite and we've done business with them. So I agree. I think it's massive. Get out there, network, and build a team. I think that's what I took away mostly from the last event we went to, our own event in, uh, in Kauai at the Illuminati Mastermind Live Conference event is talking to all these sellers, all these guys that are, you know, the guys that are doing eight figures and a lot of the highest seven figure guys, they have big teams. They're like, yeah, we've got a Facebook guy and we've got a ManyChat guy and we've got a YouTube guy. And I'm like, but you have three different guys for those three things. And like, yeah, each guy is very specific. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how do you even afford to do all this? And, and they're like, well, because we, they're experts, but we're getting them out of, you know, the Philippines or Ukraine or wherever they're, they're getting them where yeah. you get a thousand dollars and you get a massively awesome person. So that's super, super cool. But let's talk about uh, the trip. Cause I'm going to, uh, I want to give you an opportunity here to, to kind of uh, showcase what you have because it's, it's really cool. Um, for those of you guys that didn't, uh, we talked about this when we got back from the last one, uh, it was April of last year, but uh, Guillermo and I uh, were invited uh, to go out to China, to Iwu, um, didn't even know what Iwu was. And uh, we went out with Elena. She puts on a, a really good show with her partner. And uh, we had a really cool hotel and we were out there for a few days. And um, it was, it would have been overwhelming, but she set everything up. Um, and I don't know, I, I guess I should probably, uh, actually, before you go into the details of it, mm -hmm. um, I want to mention that it's, it wasn't just going out there and looking at products. And, you know, like she said, over a million products there. Um, we actually talked to people that uh, were at the factories there and they actually came over and picked us up, took us over to, there was like a big, uh, we went to a couple of Halloween factories, right? They make all the costumes and masks and hairs and all that kind of stuff. And so they picked us up, drove us out there. Um, we checked out their factory and all the stuff that they had. We ended up uh, doing business with one of the companies. Uh, that was a product that we sold this last uh, October for Halloween. Did really well with it, guys. Um, I picked something that was pretty light to, to send out for our first product. But there's just all kinds of stuff out there that you can get into. And Elena makes it real easy because she puts everything together in a package. So um, why don't you tell them a little bit about what that package is and uh, when it is and how much it is, the whole nine okay. years. So we've done, this will be our third one that we've done. I've been there six times. This will be my sixth time now. And so we just, we just refined from each one what, we, what people wanted. So now we have a full week. Sunday night is, a, is a, a cocktail party where you meet your fellow sellers, you meet your agents, and that's Sunday, the 1st of April. And then it goes all the way through till the 6th, which is Friday. And then most people leave on the 7th, which is Saturday. 
and we give you your own sourcing agent. So we're the only trip that offers each and every person their own sourcing agent. And that's because I believe that if you're going to invest big money, you know, in something, you should have a contact. You should have somebody on your team. Again, we're talking about team building, right? Um, the ability to call somebody, the ability to send one wire, the ability to get all your samples collected, those the, to help you with logistics, uh, to make phone calls for you, to, to research products for you. So um, one of the things we have too is when the market closes, the mastermind begins. And because of um, the people that we attract and the business deals that are being made in the, in the bars in EWU, we've been able to attract some really high quality speakers. And I go out of my way to make sure that we have speakers that no one else is showcasing that have never been on stage before. So we still have the big wigs. So Norman Farrar, a huge branding expert, been on the show many times, he's coming. He has amazing connections in China for packaging, for branding. Uh, he knows things about uh, uh, branding that I don't think anyone in this industry does based on his background in the real world. Real world is what I call the non-online world. Erwin uh, Dominguez is someone that I don't think anyone's heard of. He did $7 million his uh, second year in Shopify. He did $1 million his first eight months in Shopify. So at night, he's going to teach us about Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing. Cameron Yoder's coming from Viral Launch, the guy you see on the videos doing the product discovery tool. So he's going to be sitting in the, in the hotel with us every day, all week. Uh, we'll be able to uh, run products by him and say, hey, what do you think? Can you run these through your tools? He's, he's totally says, I'm here to offer value. I'm happy to do one-on-ones. Let me know. Dan Hernandez, who founded Thomason, not only is he coming, Dan has an amazing uh, uh, product where he helps you launch your brand based on uh, influencers. Um, and he's going to offer the people that come on the trip uh, what is normally a $600 a month package for unlimited campaigns. He's going to offer that test for $49 if you're on the trip. So you basically pay for the trip if you do any influencer marketing at all. Uh, Dave Erie, uh, I think he's been on a lot of, uh, of uh, Ben Cummings shows. I know he's been talking at some point, but he is a ClickFunnel messenger bot. He has uh, just crushed it for over eight years, millions and millions of dollars online. Uh, married to a woman from China knows everything about sourcing. Um, we've got uh, uh, Joy Packard coming who knows about um, uh, personal development and outsourcing. We're gonna introduce you to a freight forwarder who deals with people who only do millions of dollars normally. If you're sending a $4,000 order, a $400 order, she's gonna help you for being on our trip. Uh, we're also gonna introduce you to a foreign exchange banker. I mean, can you can imagine you deposit money in a bank and it's available immediately in every currency. So again, usually you have to base a $200,000 you know, account for that. He's going to take the people that are coming on our trip. Uh, and people are, those kind of mastermind people come because they want to experience what this is. Because they're like you, they're like, I haven't heard of this place. And then they're like, wait, you've got so-and-so coming? I want to come. And then so for four days in the marketplace, you walk around developing this relationship with your sourcing agent. So you get to, you know, when you say blue, they know what blue is because you guys saw seven different blues and say, dude, this is the blue I want. You can actually make a list of things. We say you can source a year's worth of product in one week. doesn't mean you have to pay for them, but you, you have a list of things. Let's say you only can afford, you come with a list of 10, but you can only afford two. No problem. Put them in, get them sales, get the profits, call up, say, okay, I'm ready for number three. I'm ready for number four. They know the booth. They know the, the terms that you want. Wednesday, we have a free day. And it's funny because everyone wanted four days in the market, but no one wanted four days in a row. I think I, I recommended that. You did. Like, you I'm, did. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday, the free day brought to you by Manny Coates and the AMPM podcast. Like, we need a break. We got, yeah, it was just too much. Yeah. And this year, um, Simon arranged because he, you know, you guys were, um, uh, you took the initiative with the factory. We tell people all the time, tell us what you need. Because if it's not there, our agents go to Shenzhen, they can go to Guangzhou, they go to Ningbo, anywhere. 
So this year we started asking a couple of the people that have already signed up, you know, what kind of things do you want? We're like, Hey, you know, a lot of people want this stuff modified. So, um, it's kind of a secret, but we're going to take a group down to Ningbo, which is about an hour away. And we're going to get factories and manufacturers to meet with y'all. So if people want to do that, um, they can come and their people are coming to us. They, you know, they want us to, they want us to know that they're there to, you know, I want this fork, but I want it with five times. Okay. Knock yourself out. We'll make it. So, I mean, that's right there in the city of Iwu. The, the beautiful thing about Iwu, uh, and I love Canton. I'm not dissing Canton. It's great. It, high prices, high MOQs is the only issue. So it, it's not really a place to start or to really scale in, in quickly your business because you, you have to buy a lot at a time. Um, but in Iwu, it's, it's, a, it's 24 seven, 351 days out of the year. It's not like ASD. It's not like the National Hardware Show. It's not like Canton. It, it doesn't just go away. It's there all the time. And you've got product photographers, you've got packagers, you've got manufacturers an hour away, you've got factories, a, t a cab right away. They're all like right there. So my partner, Simon, he's been going to Canton every six months for 10 years. His uh, family owned an import business. They had their own sourcing agents. When he decided to do his Amazon business and move back to China, everywhere he could go, he focused on Iwu just because it's just the one-stop shop. It's everything that you need. Um, as long as you go with an agent, I just, and you, and yeah. you provide that agent. So. We provide the eight, not only they're just agents, they're vetted for Amazon sellers. They know that you're Amazon sellers. They know what you're looking for. Uh, we will match you to a specific, if you say, Hey, I only do kitchen. We'll get you someone that specializes in that in advance. And then on Wednesday as well, if you don't want to go down to the factory or, um, in Ningbo, you know, foot massages, one-on-one -on -one meetings. We have a strict no-jerk policy with our gurus. I can't, and you did this in Illuminati, and it's just so refreshing, you know, that the people that are on stage are the people that are lunch with you. Yeah. You know, I've and, been on and so guys, many. That's, that's super important. And, and you know what? Important. Also, yeah, you're the agent. You don't have to worry about any language barriers because they're going to be communicating with, with everybody. Most people we talk to uh, seem to speak English, but there was a few that didn't and your agent just gets in there and, and handles that for you. And take, you know what? I don't know if you guys are adventurous, but have fun while you're out there. You know, go out and eat some weird stuff. We asked actually, uh, I think it was on the last day or the day before the last day, we told our, uh, our, uh, our agent, we're like, hey, why don't you take us to a restaurant that you would go to? And he's like, oh, no, no, you won't like that. <laughs> no, no, take us, take us there. So we went there. And sure enough, like everything on the menu was stuff that you would never see on a menu here in the U.S. And we tried it and it was, uh, some of it was good. Some of it was weird. <laughs> and I remember at night when we went out to the, uh, the, oh, the night market. Yeah. And we're eating meats off of you. Know, you. No, not we, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was me and Taz. And we're like, what the heck are we eating? It doesn't taste like chicken or pork or beef. I don't know, but it was weird, but it was, it was delicious. But guys, um, it's, it's super cool. It's worth going, especially if you're starting out, um, you, you're going to get, uh, your mind's going to be blown. There's just so much there. Um, and the relationships. I mean, you're going to yeah. be able to hang out with Norman and, and Irwin and all these guys and me and Simon mm -hmm. for a week. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, this is not one of those, you know, if you're a speaker, you hang out in your hotel room, like you're a rock star. No, we're there. You're going to get tired of us. Yeah. That um, was cool. We would all come down afterwards in the evening. Right. So yeah. we're going to dinner. Then at the hotel, everybody's getting together and creating these masterminds. You actually have a room with scheduled times where everybody gets in. So it's, it's a legit, conference thing. Are you doing that the same thing this time? Totally. We, okay. The mastermind this time is huge. I mean, I think if we had this mastermind in Vegas, it would still be one of the top masterminds in, of the, of the, you know, the year. I mean, we yeah. have just amazing speakers coming. They just happen to be in China. And, okay. and also, you know, for those of you who don't travel a lot, I, I was a, a baby going to China you can't read the street signs. So we, we take care of you at every single step. We pick you up at the train station. We pick you up at the airport. 
We drive you to the hotel. We make sure, I mean, your agents have like the equivalent of Uber. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's nothing you, I mean, we, we actually accommodated one guy who preferred his agent speak Spanish. And we accommodated another person who about uh, the first half day in the trip realized she needed a wheelchair. I mean, we're, we're, we're there. Oh, those are good know. things to know. Yeah. Oh, and, I mean, Simon, you know, he, that's his, you know, that's where he is. Yeah. And I recommend guys get that, that Google translator, uh, the, the video one, you know, where you're, as you're just moving around, we did, we did that when oh. we were walking around, you could just point it at the Chinese signs and it just immediately translates it's it on your magic. screen. That was magic. really cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so you can go on and on. There's a lot. Yeah, of, sorry. We've got to end this. So let me tell you, you about the deal we're making for yeah. you. Let's hear it. For Manny. Okay. So normally our trip is $6,500 and we charge, unlike other trips, if you have a business partner or a spouse, we don't make you pay full price. It's a thousand dollar surcharge for, for Manny's folks. Cause Manny and I are friends and he's been good. And, um, uh, he's a fun guy and we're trying to get him back maybe next time to come with us. Uh, $500 off the 6,500, uh, to make it a $6,000 trip. And you can bring a business partner or your spouse for free. So if you share an agent, you and your business partner, $3,000 each. You share an agent, share a room. If you don't feel comfortable sharing a room with your business partner, uh, we'll, we'll get you a good rate on the hotel. We pay six nights of your hotel, but that's only for one room. So if you want an extra one, we'll, we'll arrange it for you. You just have to pay extra for the extra room. Cool. So, and people are probably going to ask, I know they ask when they go to our conferences, flights and stuff. You, everybody has to cover their own flights because everybody has different preferences and they're coming from different parts of the world. You cover the hotel, um, food and stuff like that. Is that, is that, Breakfast is one breakfast is included with all the rooms in the hotel and then everything is on your own. But I would challenge you at any restaurant in China to spend more than 10 us on a meal. <laughs> well, maybe you and Taz could, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm surprised um, we didn't get sick. Honestly. But okay. So that's a cool deal guys. So six grand, um, and, and you could come with uh, a business partner, a plus one, bring a somebody else that's never been to China. Yeah, it is. A, it's, it's a cool trip. Um, you know, just, the business side of it's one thing that making friends and networking and socializing and doing all that's another thing going out at night on your own, if you want to, to kind of break away and just check out things is really cool. So, um, I'll tell you, we made it so that this was the trip we wanted when we started. Like if I had it, you know what I mean? This was like our, our kind of our dream trip and, and it's real. it's very, this is not false scarcity. We are strictly limited to 40 sellers. Period. How many, how many do you have left out of the 40? 15. 15? 15. The trip 15. is April 1st to April 7th. So we're getting there. You can get a visa in two weeks. It's not a problem. You can get it online. We can give you resources for visas. We can give you resources for flights even. Um, okay. But you, you are responsible for getting there on your own. Okay, but we will, we will pick you up once you get there. Yeah, guys, this is, gonna, this is on the podcast. It's video and audio. It's going out to a lot of people. So if you want one of those 15 seats, uh, definitely check it out. I believe Guy set up a link for you guys to get that discount and get everything um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Elena, I'm not even sure if you know, but I think it's ampmpodcast.com forward slash China. That's right. Is that right? Okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> ampmpodcast.com forward slash China. Um, get in there, get one of those 15 spots. Um, I went guys, you know me, I don't pitch things. I don't talk about things unless I've done it. I know that it can either make me money. It can save me time or it's somebody that I really trust. And in this case, we've got Elena and I've been there. So it's kind of a double whammy, super awesome. And, uh, and, and also just to say, listen, a lot of people call me and they say, is this trip right for me? And I promise you, if it's not right for you, if you're not advanced enough, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't need your money. I, I really am here to, to serve and to learn from the mastermind. I mean, I'm totally excited about the mastermind. Um, so tag me in the Facebook group. I'll answer questions. PM me on Facebook. If you find me, Elena Saris, my Skype is E Saris, S-A-R-I-S. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you about it to see if it works for you. It, it's not a hard sell. I just 
really wanted to make it available to Manny and his peeps because um, I love everything he does. Yeah, guys, go to uh, the FBA High Rollers group. Uh, this is where this, the video is going to be posted as well. And you can ask a bunch of questions. And Elena's probably going to have a ton of her people that, you know, have already been that are just going to say nothing but good things. I don't think I've seen one person complain or say anything bad. Yeah, so that, that's a testament of, of you know, the, the amount of work that you guys put into this. Yeah, so. we have a Facebook group for the people that go. It's already really active. I've got, I know at least three sellers in there right now that are doing eight figures. So it's, cool. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great. So, Elena, thank you for coming on the show. We're going to definitely have you back on after the event. You you know, you guys heard, you know, she she was wondering, you know, if I'm going to come back to the next one, I will. I can't go to this April. I have some other commitments. Otherwise, I'd be there. Um, But we're definitely going to go out again. We always have a blast. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm seeing you uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. That's right. And then maybe Vegas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we And then maybe... ClickFunnels? I don't know. Yeah, we'll be at ClickFunnels. Yeah. So, so by the time you guys uh, listen to this or watch this, it will be past our uh, tomorrow's event, which is our first ever social here in Irvine for the FBA High Rollers. I think we've got about 100 people coming now. Wow. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool. So we'll, I'll, I'll uh, blog or, or do a podcast on that. But yeah, guys, if you want to meet up with Elena, you know, she's, she will talk your ear off. She's got so much knowledge, so much information. She's almost at every single uh, conference out there that's related to Amazon. So just uh, message. You said your email was E-Sarah. Uh, that's my Skype, E-Saris. Oh, E-Saris. Okay. E-Saris. Yeah, you can email at info at sourceinasia.xyz. Okay, cool. Oh, it's sourceinasia.xyz. Awesome. Well, fantastic podcast. Thank you you for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.